Find the place of 2 Samuel chapter 11, and I'll have you stand in a moment. 2 Samuel 11. Today, just, uh, I hope, a brief devotional thought <clears throat> related uh, to our day in terms of what makes Eastland special. Um, there's a lot I could say about the past, and there's just so much to celebrate. I, I, I've done this before. God's goodness to us has been extraordinary. And then I am incredibly hopeful about our future and what the Lord has even this, this very year. But an element that I want to highlight today that makes Eastland work in the way that it does uh, is something I want to highlight today. So if you found your place in Second uh, Samuel chapter 11, let me ask you to stand with me this morning. Very familiar text. Um, not the greatest of positive stories, but it ends with an incredible ethic. And that's what I want us to focus on today, is the ethic that we see in this particular story. So we'll begin our reading in verse number 1 of that 11th chapter of 2 Samuel. And it came to pass, after the year was expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him in all Israel. And they destroyed the children of Amnon and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still in Jerusalem. And it came to pass in an eventide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba? the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Now Uriah was one of the mighty men of God and a man of great note and character. And David sent messengers and took her. And she came in unto him, and he lay with her, and she was purified from uncleanness, and she returned unto her house. And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. And David sent to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah, her husband, the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. And when Uriah was come unto him, David demanded of him how Joab did, and how the people did, and how the war prospered. Not that he cared so much, but this is the ruse to get him home. And David said to Uriah, Now go down to thy house and wash thy feet. And Uriah departed out of the king's house, and there followed him a mess of meat from the king. Now look at me for a second. Does everybody understand why David wanted Uriah to go home? Okay. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord, and went not down to his house. And when they had told David, saying, Uriah went not down into his house, David said unto to Uriah, Camest thou not from thy journey? Why then didst thou not go down unto thine house? And for our purposes today. And Uriah said unto David, The ark and Israel and Judah abide in tents. And my lord Joab... And the servants of my Lord are encamped in open fields. Shall I then go into mine house to eat and to go drink and to lie with my wife as thou livest? 
and as thy soul liveth, I will not do this thing. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, and I thank you that you brought this group of people safely here. Father, I'm so grateful that we have been able to celebrate and see your goodness in such positive ways, Lord, not just in the past year, but Lord, over really the history of this church. Lord, I, I with humility, I, I know we're just a church, but I think this is a special place. I think it's unique. And Lord, I think, I, I hope what makes it that is we try to put you first and foremost in all things. But Lord, it's also the way your grace works in this principled way and through this ethic that we see Uriah, Lord, in this place. And that, Lord, everyone here is a participant in what makes, make, what makes this place work. I'm grateful for that. I pray it never stops. And today we invite others to join us as an endeavor to serve you. And so we ask for your blessing with that intent to Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for standing. Over the course of my time here as pastor, I've tried to incorporate um, specific, maybe character traits into the fabric, the character, the identity of Eastland Baptist Church. There are principles and ethics and ways of behaving that I think reflect Christian character um, that I want in, uh, in authentic ways to be exemplified in my life and in yours. And of course, we find those principles and ethics in the Word of God. I often talk about the importance of being authentic. You know, I want people to look at us and say, man, that's, that's a unique bunch. You know, there's some weirdos there, but they love God. And I don't want them to see us as, you know, a group of people who dress up and, and we attend church a couple times a week and we play the part. I, I, I don't want that. I want them to look at us and say, those are people struggling to navigate through life, but man, they love the Lord and they love each other. And I want us to be authentic. I, I want people to look at us and say that we are grace-filled and motivated. Hey, we care about doing right. We know there's a right and wrong, but, but our lives are motivated by grace above all things. And, and we have the ability to operate with others in grace. This is a place that fellowships, and we do that really well here at Eastland Baptist Church. And we, 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 this is a place where we make lifelong friends, and we fellowship. We, we rejoice with those who rejoice, and we weep with those who weep. Um, a fiber here, a fabric here that we want to see highlighted is that we make Christ preeminent in all the things that we do, and all, all the choices we make, in the way that we attend, the way that we give, and of course in a moment in the way that we serve. I think Eastland is unique because we are faithful here, and not just to this service, but to all of them. We are, we are faithful in the way we, we give and, and serve again. And this is a place where we work to share our faith, where we're kind, where we're forgiving, and we're thoughtful. And for today, another thread of this community fabric that I want us to consider is the way that the membership as a whole is involved in the work of the ministry and participates individually in making this place work. Something singular and unique about this place is that it is a family. But it's the kind of family that the Apostle Paul articulates in multiple places in the New Testament, it's a place where some people play the part of a hand and the other people play the part of a foot and maybe the eye and the ear 
And, and, and this family as a whole recognizes that every part is important, that every member's contribution is necessary. Uh, we, we, we do not have second tier, third tier uh, members here. We, we do not have spectators at Eastland Baptist Church. Uh, we take membership seriously. And we want everyone to be involved and we want every member to understand this, that you are uniquely gifted by God through His grace and the power of the Holy Spirit. And your involvement is not just um, ask, it is required and necessary to make this place operate at an optimal level. If any part of my car and the engine does not function, then that car will not operate maybe either at all or at the efficiency level that it should. And that is true about this place. We are individual building blocks at Eastland Baptist Church. That goes beyond an idea that is a theological reality. And I think we get that here at Eastland. Uh, there are some places that reflect maybe that 80-20 rule where 20% of the people do 80% of the work. But look here, that's not us. Here at Easton, we believe in a different kind of calculus. We believe that 100% of members should share in 100% of the work. We play different roles, some formal, some informal. But whether it's shaking a hand and greeting someone, providing a seat, or serving as a teacher, everyone plays a role. No spectators here. Uh, there, there are um, no, no people who just critique and judge. Eastland's goal is for all of us to share in the work of the ministry. Now, this is a unique text that I've often referred to as an example of the ethic I am referring to. And this is reflective of a larger principle of the Word of God here in 2 Samuel chapter 11. And this is a text about David's um, indiscretion, his sin, which he confesses later in Psalm 51, and the evil plot to cover his tracks. But that's not all it is. It is also a text about another man's loyalty, about another man's fidelity, commitment, and his ethics. David here has committed uh, an adultery with Bathsheba, and he's intended here to cover his tracks by bringing her husband back from battle. He was on the front lines with an enemy, serving there, sacrificing with his brothers in arms. And in an initial plot to cover his tracks of infidelity, uh, David calls Uriah home and <clears throat> has him give a report. And as we see in the text, to spend time with his wife, thus eliminating the question in David's mind, of a forthcoming baby in the months ahead. But though David's plans, uh, you know, we'll find out were, were thwarted, Uriah refused to go home. Not out of spite, um, he was unaware of what had transpired with his wife and David. Uriah refused to go home out of principle, out of ethic. And I, I, I cannot say it better than the way the Word of God says it. And I want this drilled into every one of our hearts. Uriah said, I will not do this thing. Okay? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go home when my brothers are fighting the battle. Now that is an ethic 
that I believe is sorely lacking in Christian circles today, but cannot be lacking here. Here is a man who saw an obligation to the team. Okay? We're more than a team. We're a family. United by the blood of Christ and common doctrine and principle of theology locally and practically at Eastland Baptist Church. Now that is a stronger tie and bond than I can think of any other than the blood bond that we share with our family. I believe that this is a principle that should be descriptive of us as individuals in a church. Um, we're part of the team. We're concerned for others. And we're unwilling to allow others to carry a load while we ourselves are at ease. Isn't that what we're about here? We're all going to grab the rope and pull it together. And some are stronger. Hey, some are more talented. Some are better looking. We're all going to pull the rope. In ways that we can, if we have to pull in a wheelchair, we're going to grab the rope, we're going to pull. We have to do it with a walker, we have to do it with one hand, we have to do something, but we're going to find a way, as members of Eastland Baptist Church, to be a contributor. And I believe that was Uriah's ethic. David, there are guys back here who are engaged in a battle for life and death. There's a work to do, okay? Now, different context entirely, but there's a work to do that people are engaged in. There are people who are making things happen. There are people who are keeping us safe. There are people who are still away doing difficult work. I have no business sitting here kicking my feet up <coughs> and being at ease when my, when my brothers in arms, when there's people in the nursery, guys outside in the cold in the parking lot, people over there in the children's church, when there's people out here doing all these things, my only contribution will not be to sit here and do nothing. Okay? Part of the team. And so I, I just want to really encourage you with these little thoughts. They're, they're simple. You've heard it before. But they're important to what we're trying to accomplish today. And thought one is this, is we ought not sit while others work. I want to invite you today. If you're new here and if you've been here a while. Um, to be involved in the work of the ministry. Be, be a part and do something to help us take forward the cause of Christ here in East Tulsa. You do not have to have formal title and you do not always need permission to make sure you're looking for a guest, to, to, to offering a, a hand of fellowship, to invite people to your home, to be engaged in fellowship, but somehow adding positive encouragement and edification to the work here at Eastland Baptist Church. Um, we can do that formally. We can do that informally. But everyone here needs to be involved. And today I invite you to be a part of that work. The second thought is this, is we ought to be involved in what we expect other people to provide. I am incredibly grateful for the choir who sings. They did a good job. I'm not going to go up there. For good or bad, this is my role. Um, there's people who sit over here who do what they can do. My point is this. Right now in this building, 
There are dozens of people making this service possible. There's guys up there running the soundboard. I'm grateful they're not turning my mic off. Um, I've asked them to make me sound like Adrian Rogers. They can't do it, so we have a problem. Okay? If they don't do that, it affects the quality of this service. If all of a sudden all your babies were in here, this service would not look the same. What these musicians add to the quality of this service is a big deal. There are people who are keeping track of the weather right now. I, I don't want to be redundant. You, you get the idea? See, sometimes we just walk in here and we sit down and we think, man, great service. And, and that's okay, but there are literally hundreds of hours of different people's work who makes this one hour service possible. <laughs> you wish it was one hour, but anyway. <laughs> It'd be a little longer today to make this service work. Help us. Be a part of that. I mean, I mean, whether it's serving in the nursery, involved, being involved in one of the formal ministries, or just being thoughtful. You know, everything here is, is, a, is a factor that contributes to the work. I, I have this long list. I won't do it. Greeters, photographers, social media, all of it. It, it goes into helping this place. I simply invite you to be a part. And number three, we realize that no one has a greater or lesser obligation to make the church work than us. No one. We'll, we'll finish with this. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. A very familiar text. A New Testament example, uh, in a way, of what uh, Uriah is, is saying. I'm not going to let other people carry the load. If people give, I'm going to give. If, if, if money is spent, then take some of mine. If people give effort, I'll give what I can give. If people serve, here's my little bit. Please don't ever think that however small your contribution is, that it doesn't matter. It does. The Apostle Paul is here uh, encouraging the, the, the Corinthians to the same, with the same kind of message that I am today. Obviously more eloquent. But really the intent is no different. He's looking at a group of people who made a pledge. And he's saying, hey, your part is important. Uh, what you do is, is, is really a proof of your love. It's, it's a proof of the grace of God active in your life. And, and, and so verse number 12 of that 2 Corinthians chapter 8, he says this, For if there first be a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to he hath not. It doesn't matter if you're talented or not. If you have any little part you contribute, do that. For I mean not that other men be eased and ye burdened. And then this phrase, but by and, everyone say it, equality. Together, as a team, as a family, we're going we're gonna to make all this work. But by an equality that now at this time your abundance may be supplied for their want, that their abundance also may be supplied for you want, that there may be equality. The point here was the church at Jerusalem was suffering. They didn't have anything, but you do, so share. And I'm not asking everyone here to give a million dollars. I'm asking everyone here to do something. By equality, you do what you can do. And you know, you know what makes me so happy today? Is I think we do that. I, this is not one of those sermons like, hey, we got to do this. No, I'm here to say, hey, we're doing that. As far as I know, in every measurable category, I think as a general rule, 
This is what is happening at Eastland Baptist Church. And let's keep that happening. And I, I don't want that to stop. And I want that to always be true in our attendance, in our giving, and our serving. And that is my, my uh, challenge to you today. And that's all the time Brother Daniel gave me to preach. <laughs> and I think I took two minutes more. <laughs> so we're going to do something different then right now. I have a presentation. A multiple decades long tradition here at Eastland Baptist Church is to recognize a servant of the year. And Terry, that's your cue. This award is presented to someone or someones who over the past 52 weeks, and almost usually much, much longer than that, has given a unique, extraordinary, and grace-filled effort to help and bless the members and ministry of our church family in the way I just described in these two texts. Okay. As I look at you as a church family, I recognize that hundreds of people serve and sacrifice on a weekly basis to make this place work. And to you I say thank you. And know this, that your, your efforts are not unnoticed by God. Eastland has no shortage of committed servants. From nurse, nursery to security, teachers and media, in dozens of necessary areas, the members of this church serve one another in a manifold way. However, our attention is often uniquely captured in the sometimes Herculean efforts of a few. This year's Servant of the Year Award goes to a couple. And really upon reflection, not a couple, but a family who have made themselves available to be a help in so many ways. I would not be able to enumerate all the different areas that this family has inserted themselves in a positive way to be a help. This family serves um, formally in our young marriage class. They have helped with the youth. They have had a major and significant part in every special event. And I mean by that before the event, during the event, and after the event in cleanup, pickup, staging, and putting away. They have the spiritual gift of noticing intentionally when things need to be done. And I wouldn't know that they're not always the first ones to volunteer to be a help. And that's not just on Sundays, but Saturdays and a Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and a Friday. This family um, has given their life as a living sacrifice to the Lord and for our behalf here at Eastland Baptist Church. They have been a special and unique help to our staff, and each one of us could explain how that has happened. But most of all, they've been a help this to this church family. And so this year's Servant of the Year Award goes to Chris and Aubrey Kuykendall. And I don't know where they're at, but you guys come. I'm going to fist it. Hey, hey, I'm first. 
Let's give them a hand again. They deserve it. Hold on a second. Chris, how long have you all been here at Eastland? Four years. But they have probably done 20 years worth of work. And if you haven't noticed or pay attention, they are here all the time. Uh, this past week, just trying to get Christmas stuff done. We had a lot to do. Aubrey calls and her and her kids come up here and they take down the majority of decorations. Um, mail outs, just, they just have learned to discover the things that need to be done here and they help. Um, Chris has a demanding job as a firefighter and he's here mowing, planting stuff. I mean, they're just omnipresent, you know, in so many ways. And I want you, you and your family, because your kids are here as well, that you are a gift to Eastland Baptist Church. We love you, we thank you, and the Lord bless you. And uh, I'll let you be seated. So God bless you both. We love you. All right, give me a hand. Chris, this is for you. This is a modified service. I, I want to read this to you. It says, Server of the Year, January 14, 2024, Eastland Baptist Church, presented to Chris and uh, Aubrey Kuykendall. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward His name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Thank you, brother. We love you. Okay. All right. We also have a second award today, and we call this the Legacy Award. Now, this is not something that we give out every year. And again, uh, we have no shortage of long tenured serving uh, people here at Eastland Baptist Church. We have people who have served this church 10, 20, 30, even 40 years. Sometimes, however, there's a contribution so special that minus it, Eastland would noticeably suffer. We would be diminished in ways that every person in this room would notice. Now, one of the things that makes Eastland so special, and everyone can say amen to this, is our music program. Amen. Like, wow. It's just unique. And it's, it's just it's special. Um, under Brother Jesse's leadership, the music and worship program here stands out and apart in so many ways. We have a music that is rooted in the past, and, of course, it is growing into the future. I think it's relevant through its doctrine and its philosophy, and it's also enthusiastic. I think it's worshipful and inspiring. We have a choir second to none. We have musicians who elevate our program truly to the next level, and individuals, as Lord did today, who bless us with specials. Okay? All of these require a world-class pianist. <laughs> Eastland doesn't just have a piano player. We have Iberget. <laughs> this special lady adds a vibrancy, a life, a reverence to the spirit here through her playing that touches every single person in this building. I has played for more services than I have preached in 20 years. And that is no exaggeration. She came here from Japan as a young lady, has grown up here. She married well, <laughs> and has a husband. And her and Matt have been blessed with a genuinely beautiful family. 
She has shared her life with ours. She has played for the majority of our services, for weddings, for funerals, and every special thing that we do. Of everyone here, if she were gone, it would be noticed. Um, I, I want to thank you for being a principal part of what makes people love Eastland Baptist Church. And your continuing to pass service is greatly appreciated. And of course, our Legacy Award this year goes to Ibergad. I love you. Love you. I'll give that to you. So this is a, this is a clock, which we often give as a legacy award, and, and it is inscribed. But um, I think, truly, we have been gifted musically here at Eastland beyond measure. And I just want us to realize, and, and this, is, this is such a great example, if she were gone, we would notice. Like, we would just notice. We have other people who can play, but I has a flair. And she plays so well. And um, I, you can be seated. I want to keep you there. I'll make an example of you. And Terry, thank you so much. But here's the thing. You may not play a piano, but the hand you shake may make a difference too. And so these awards really serve as an example to all of us to play a part and to be a part in some small way. I can't sing. I can't play. And sometimes I don't know if I'm a very good speaker, but I love the Lord. I'm going to do what I can. And I invite you to do the same. And so with that, I thank you for your attention. Brother Daniel's going to come at this time. We're going to go over our calendar, um, and he's going to give us a few more things and talk about things we have a giveaway today.